Praise the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise the name of Jesus. Okay. Good morning. Thank you, Joy, for that inspiring exhort. <laughs> I tell you, there's no greater joy than to take part in the, you know, what God is doing, the building uh, project, right? So, okay, can we just give the Lord some praise, yeah? And, and also, uh, last sat- Saturday po, we had a graduation on Della, no? And they were, uh, yung mga graduates natin were here. Some of them are here today. So, guys... Yes, and, and many of you will be called by the Lord to take part in our, in our training program called Dell. Yeah, praise God. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Are you ready for God's Word today? Yeah, say, I'm ready. That's right. You know, it's, it's important to be ready because sometimes God speaks to us. God is calling us. And if our hearts are not ready, then we, won't, we would miss no, what God is saying to us. Um, I, I'll be I'll be flying to an, to another place uh, on Tuesday, and so I'm thanking the Lord that I could share with you uh, today. So I won't be here for several uh, months. <laughs> so just just take it that this is uh, the word the Lord laid into one of your pastors' heart that I would like. I, I pray that it will find a a great place, a good place, the right place in your heart. And that this uh, truth uh, would bear much fruit with you. Some of us this uh, month of October are going to be preaching from the prophets. Uh, last uh, Sunday, I preached in Sukkot. And I preached the four chapters of Malachi. Uh, it's called Return to Me. And Pastor Louis, our, our Thursday, you know, the Thursday service, I was able to share the message there. And it, was, it, it is so uh, encouraging that the messages uh, we preach online, they get to go to other places, you know. Uh, you know, we were told that uh, someone from Japan just uh, uh, watched the, the message, the service, and this uh, sister was sharing the, the service to other people. How about that? It's just God's Word is being multiplied. Amen? Can, can we give praise to the Lord? Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today, I'd like to share a message from one of the prophets. Uh, his name is Nahum. Uh, I don't know if you've heard. How many of you have heard a sermon from the prophet Nahum? Can you raise up your hand? Oh. Oh? Nobody? Oh, my. Uh, someone. You, you've heard one. One from among us have heard a sermon from Nahum. We have two. Wow, that's good. That's good. I'm so glad that this uh, this prophet is not new to two of you. <laughs> and I have to confess, I've been preaching since I was 18. And yesterday, I turned 65. Uh, 67. No, not 65, but 67. And I have never preached from uh, the book of Nahum. Today is my first, okay? And I pray it will not be my last. Amen. <laughs> But whatever it is, uh, you know, I pray that God would really speak to us today. You know, the prophets, primarily the work of the prophets, they were what you call covenant enforcers. Uh, they were the instruments of God. They were God's mouthpieces 
to call the people to be in line with the purposes of God. You see, uh, that the tendency of people to drift away from God is not a new thing. It's been the thing with humankind. No, parang we're prone to wonder. <laughs> it's like we're following Christ now, and then something comes up, and you know, our, our tension, and now we, we get drifted. We drift away from the Lord. And the Lord raised up prophets in order to call God's people back to the Lord. But the prophets' ministry were not limited to Israel uh, in the Old Testament uh, because uh, they covered the whole world. You see, God claims ownership of the whole world. He created everything, and therefore, He is the voice to be heard all over the world. And that's why they called attention. They gave warning to, uh, to the nations around. They, they told the people to, you know, to acknowledge God, to stop uh, uh, their viciousness, stop being cruel, stop the injustice, and to turn to God. I mean, everyone is being called to follow the Lord. And Nahum, the book we're going to be looking into, uh, it, it's a sequel to, to the prophet Jonah. Jonah, remember Jonah? I think most of you would, uh, would know Jonah. He's the more popular prophet because, uh, you know, he's of the moniker. You know, he's the running prophet, the runaway prophet. God calls him, and instead of obeying the Lord, well, he runs away. How about that? Just like some of us, you know, Araiko. <laughs> now the Lord has called us, and yet, wow, if we have our way, we would run away from God. But you know, there's one thing I know after following Him since I was 18, that you cannot run away from God. Some of you, God brought you here this morning because you need to hear God calling you back to Him. Some of you are suffering today. Some of you, your life is in shambles. It's... Your, your life, uh, you know, is a, is, is a mess because you have not been obeying the Lord and God is calling you. Your Pastor Anna shared earlier, there's some people of broken physical bodies, but among us today, there could be people na your life is really broken. It's, it's, it's a mess. There's no peace. There's no joy in the home. There's no power in your life. There's no strength. There's no, there's no hope. There's no joy. It, it appears there's not a bright future for you. And partly because you are living out of His will and purpose. And today you are here so that you could hear what God has to say to you. And in the end, to tell Him, Lord, thank you. I say yes to you. That's my prayer for each of us today that at the end, or even during the sharing of God's Word, we would be saying yes to Him. Amen? So, uh, the message today is called the God of Judgment. You see, judgment is not a popular, uh, popular topic. And I'm preaching this only because yesterday was my birthday. And because of that, you are really forgiving. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, for some reasons, and really sadly, a lot of people, they only... Uh, love or want the God of love, the God who blesses them, the God who makes them feel good, the God who, you know, is always affirming them, a God who never corrects them, the God who never stands uh, against them, the God who never says no. They just want the God who says yes to everything. And, and partly because of some, 
you know, false teachers and false voices that have been ringing uh, over, oh, I mean, over us. And, and that's why it's time to listen to the prophetic word of the Lord where God calls us to come to Him. So the God of judgment. You know, people, when they, when they hear judgment, they either reject it, they, they say to themselves, my God is a God of love, He, he will not judge me, or they would, they would say, oh, God is a scary God. So parang uh, the other one is they ignore it, parang they don't pay attention to the God of judgment. The others, oh, wow, they, they think that, wow, they, they can no longer live a life because they're so terrified at uh, doing something wrong <laughs> that God might uh, have his big hammer. And uh, the moment they go astray, wow, the hammer uh, goes down, <laughs> you know. So you have two opposites. But you know what? Prophet, uh, Prophet Nahum did not have that in mind. And all the prophets, you see, when the prophets prophesied, they were calling people back to God. They painted uh, the picture. They painted reality, what's coming, uh, what God has in mind. They painted it as it is. No sugar coating. They, they say it as it is. And yet their intention is that people see where they are, if they are in the wrong, to see how far they've been, far, uh, you know, they've been living away from God, so that as they hear God's voice, they would, they would hear a voice of love calling them back to Him. That, that's the purpose of prophecy, to, to, to paint to us the real picture so that we could uh, discern the call and could hear the voice of the Lord calling us to Him. Amen? Amen? So let, let's look at this book today. I want to share the God of judgment. There are five things I, I want to share about the kind of God that we serve, you know, who is the God of judgment. But let me, let me read uh, this, some verses uh, today from, from this uh, amazing book of uh, Nahum. Okay, it says here, uh, uh, okay. Nahum. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Okay, it says here, a prophecy concerning Nineveh. Remember Nineveh? That's the city Jonah first went to prophesy. Right? And God said, you go and tell them to repent because the hammer of judgment is coming. No, there's no word hammer. I'm just uh, thinking of Thor right now. But, uh, uh, but the judgment, God's judgment is coming. And therefore, uh, call them to repentance. And you know, the prophet uh, said no initially, but he tried to run away, but God uh, caught him and uh, spewed him back to, so he was, he was on his way to missions, right? And uh, Nineveh repented. But Nahum preaches a hundred years after uh, Jonah. And sadly, uh, Nineveh, has gone back to his old ways and worse. Has gone back to his old ways and even worse. That's what sin does, right? You know, sin does not remain neutral. It doesn't stagnate. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't know a status quo. It goes up. It gets worse. Sin breaks you further down. Sin ruins your life even more. Sin destroys everything. That's what sin is. And Nineveh is like that. And they're causing a big trouble. And now God 
since Nahum. A prophecy concerning Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Elkoshet. The Lord is jealous and avenging God. The Lord takes vengeance and is filled with wrath. Have you heard of that God? A wrathful God? The Lord takes vengeance on his foes and vents his wrath against his enemies. Wow, he's a terrible enemy, right? He's a great friend, but a terrible enemy. And then verse 3, the Lord is slow to anger, but great in power. Say amen to that. The Lord will not live the guilty and punished. Wow. His way is in the whirlwind and the storm, and clouds are the dust of His feet. He rebukes the sea and dries it up. He makes all the rivers run dry. Parang it reminds us about the Red Sea and the Jordan River, right? But not only the Red Sea and the Jordan River is going to happen as well to Nineveh. But this time, it's not going to be a miracle to deliver, but a miracle to condemn and to judge. And then it says, verse 5, The mountains quake before Him, and the hills melt away. The earth trembles at His presence, the world and all who live in it. Who can withstand the indignation? There's a big question. Who can stand God's judgment? It's actually a rhetorical question because the answer has to be a no one. No one can stand before the God of judgment. We're all in trouble. You and I are all in trouble unless we hear the good news that the God of judgment brings. So, who can endure his fierce anger? His wrath is poured out like fire. The rocks are shattered before him. Verse 7, the Lord is good. This is my favorite verse in Nahum. <laughs> the Lord is good, a stronghold in the days of trouble, and he knows them who put the trust in him. That's my King James uh, memorized verse when I was 18. But it says in the NIV, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. Can you say amen to that? He cares for those who trust in Him. But with an overwhelming flood, He will make an end of Nineveh. He will pursue His foes into the realm of darkness. I think I will end my reading here and share with you this God of judgment. There are several truths that are laid for us to understand and to see from, uh, from the prophet Nahum. The first one the prophet tells us that God is a jealous God. Jealous. When we hear the word jealous today, we think it negatively. Because jealousy means someone has something that you want that you do not have. And you're not happy that they have. So that you want what they have to be yours. That's the jealousy that most of us know. It's negative. It's ugly. It's sinful. You know, because God wants us to be, to be satisfied in Him. Therefore, jealousy should have no part among God's people. But it's a, it's a personal, it's a natural, it's a human response to something that you do not have. When the Bible talks about God being jealous, it really connects 
jealousy with zeal. Zealous. Jealous. God is so zealous with His people. He wants their good. He doesn't want, I mean, he, it hurts Him to see His people move away from Him. It hurts Him deeply when His people bow to other gods. It's not that, you know, that He only wants to be worshipped because He doesn't want to share. I mean, it's, it's not because of that negative connotation. Because God knows He and He alone is the one worthy to be worshipped. That His people are safe and blessed and victorious and really alive and connected to Him for as long as they have Him only to trust. And that's why God says, I'm jealous. I want the love. I want the loyalty. I want the worship from my people. So what happens historically, po, if you study the history, is that you, you, you know that the kingdom, that Israel has been divided into two kingdoms. And at this time in Nahum, see Isaiah, Nahum, and the, and the other uh, prophets, they prophesied, they were contemporary prophets. And at this time, po, yung, yung northern kingdom, Israel, uh, you know, uh, united with another kingdom, and they were fighting Judah, the southern kingdom. Itong si Judah naman, well, instead of turning to God, they start looking around for who could help them. Now, now, now that's a case of unfaithfulness to God. God looks at that when someone who is in covenant relationship with Him, when someone who already knows that God has a promise, that God is a faithful God who is committed to His people, that when His people begin to turn from, to, to turn to others, other things, to other people, as their source of security, God says, why are you doing that? I'm, you know, uh, uh, God, God feels... Uh, it, it's an attack to him. It's an attack to God when his people are not faithful to him. Uh, sadly, uh, King Ahaz during, in Isaiah and, and now King Manasseh, who is the king during the time of Nahum, I mean, instead of turning to God, they, they turned to Assyria. And, and Nahum is telling them, you know, uh, uh, and Isaiah was telling them, you know, Assyria is not your friend. Assyria is not your friend. Any other idol is not your friend. The only God you can really trust is God Himself, is Yahweh, is the Lord. He is the only one you should put your trust in. And God says, I am jealous. And of course, when His people turn to other gods, it ruins their lives. It destroys their faith. I mean, can you imagine depending and trusting on someone or something else other than the Lord. That really uh, is taken as a grievous thing by God. Amen? Amen? So let's not make God jealous. Amen? You know, if we have been trusting uh, in something or someone else, you know, during the time of pandemic, uh, it has really challenged our faith. And I understand, I understand that as a people, as humans, it is uh, natural for us that when things uh, get bad, that we turn around and uh, look around and, and look for something or someone we could, you know, we could trust. And, and sometimes 
you know, the, the voices we hear, you know, that they are calling us to put our trust in them. A lot of people, they start looking at their, their financial resources. They start looking at their connections. They start looking at themselves uh, as, as their source and forget that God has promised to be with them. I will never leave you. I will provide for you. I mean, that, that's the promise God has made towards His people. And therefore, there is no reason to put our trust in someone else. Can you say amen to that? But Nahum, you know, he, he calls Judah's attention. Judah, you stop what you're doing. Do not put your trust in, the, in your political allies. I mean, do not put your trust in, political, in, in, in politics. You put your trust in the Lord. He's better than any general, than any politician, than any sovereign nation. Because the Lord is sufficient for His people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord some praise here, guys? Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So he, he calls them back to him. Then the second thing that we read in, that we learn from Nahum is that Nahum uh, presents a God who is an avenger, a God who avenges, a God who, who punishes, you know, a God who, uh, if uh, when people, uh, when people turn against him, when, when nations and people, when they, uh, do unjust things when they start to be cruel, when they don't show kindness to others. Um, I mean, God ensures that people get what is due them. Yung, yung pong, uh, doctrine of retribution, yung doctrine of uh, judgment, diba? The Bible is really clear about that. That each of us, we're going to be judged according to our works, diba? That's what the Bible says. Now, each of us, we are going to be judged according to our works. In fact, in Matthew chapter 12, it's even uh, uh, more scary, you know, because not only are we judged by our works, but by our words. Diba? Can you imagine if, if our words are recorded and God knows what we speak? And one day, God will call our attention concerning the things that we have spoken. I think that, that means great and big trouble for many of us. Oh, can you imagine? And, and God says, I am the God who will make sure that every person will receive their due reward. And here in Nahum, he's talking about Assyria. Assyria, you've, you've, you've hurt a lot of people. You've killed a lot of people. You've been cruel, too cruel, uh, you know, uh, with the people that, uh, that you know, that you defeated in war. You see what happened with uh, Assyria was like this. God raised up Assyria. He put, he, he blessed them with power. They became world uh, powers. Why? Because God was going to use them as a tool to discipline His people. And why was God going to discipline uh, Israel and Judah? It's because they are His people and He's using the discipline to restore them back to Him. Are you following me? And yet, this tool called Assyria, they were tool in God's hands. They started to boast. They started to think, I did this because I'm powerful. I did this because I could do it. And God says, your day has come. Nahum shows up and he prophesies. He's prophesying to Judah this time. And you might ask, why is he talking to another party and not to them? I'm sorry to say that 
their time is up. And God says, judgment is coming. I'm just speaking to Judah because I want Judah to be comforted by what's going to happen to their tormentors. I'm going to erase their tormentors so they could have peace and they would return to me. That, that, that's the point of Nahum. That, that God is this God who is full of wrath because of people who disobey Him, people who, you know, who, who hurt uh, His creation because he loves, uh, he loves not just the Israelites, but He loves people. And Assyria has been very, very cruel. Now, the third thing we learn about God, the third thing, uh, show the next one, is that God is slow to anger. Uh, slow to anger but great in power who punishes the guilty. Now, that, that, that phrase is slow to anger. If you are familiar with the Old Testament, uh, you get reminded that they are uh, covenant uh, terms, no? Uh, in Numbers, uh, in, in Numbers uh, or in Exodus 34, the Lord says, I am, I am the Lord, the compassionate, uh, gracious, uh, God who is slow to anger. You remember that? I mean, God is a slow to anger, and, and yet the other phrase is, who will, who will make sure that the guilty will not go unpunished. I will make sure that uh, uh, those who do wicked things, those who do evil things, those who do unjust things, that they will be recompensed by what they do. So ito pong, ito, these two terms po are put together by Nahum. Uh, God is a covenant, God a faithful one, and yet also he... He refers to uh, yung, that God will make sure that the guilty will not uh, remain un- unpunished, that they will get their due reward. Uh, you, you know, there are, there are two instances in the Old Testament where God uh, described this slow to anger uh, character. Niya, and then at the same time, He shows that He is willing to punish people for their sin. You remember uh, in 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 Exodus 34, you remember that passage where, where Aaron uh, formed a golden calf while Moses was receiving young commandments from the Lord, right? And, and God told Moses, Moses, the people have gone wild because they are starting to bow to another God. You've been with me only for 40 days and 40 nights and wow, they're, they're so gone. You know, can you imagine that? Uh, only 40 days and their faith is ready to go. That's how frail the faith of, Allah, of, of most of us, you know. That we really need yung, yung guidance, yung mercy ni God. Otherwise, uh, we lose uh, our faith, you know. And, 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 and so because of that, God told uh, Moses, Moses, I'm going to wipe them. You see that? You see that? Uh, because... Uh, because they started to bow and to call another God, God says, I'm going to wipe them. The other passage is in Numbers chapter 14, where, 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 where God says, Let, let's go, go, go and possess the land. Remember that? And, and because of the report of the ten spies, you know, the two spies, see Caleb and Joshua, they said, wow, let's go, the land is ours. But itong si... Uh, you know, it, the ten spies, they said, wow, the, the, the place, wow, the, the, they're filled with giants. We, we can't. They'll kill us. We're no much against them. And the people grumbled. You know, they complained. And they wanted to kill their leaders. And they wanted to go back to Egypt. Wow. 
And God says, wow, have I not shown you enough? Have I not been so gracious and slow to anger towards you? If you don't want to go, so be it. And he allowed them to go round and round for 40 years until each of them, 20 and above, they're all done. And then the next generation was also given the challenge, are you going to go or not go? And they said, we will go. Ganun po talaga our God, no? Uh, the God of judgment. He's a slow to anger. He, he gives us opportunities. But when we say no to His call, when we insist on disobeying Him, you know what happens? We do not remain neutral. You know, you know the law of sin, right? Did you know that every decision you make, every step you make in your Christian life, uh, leads you to a different direction, to a specific direction. The more you say no to God, the further you go away from the Lord. The more your heart gets formed. But every yes, every yes you make with the Lord, it also forms your heart. It forms your mind. It forms your life. And that's why, well, you know, whether it's the final judgment or the judgment going on right now when we disobey, when we choose path that leads away from God, yung judgment po comes to us. Eh. There's a final judgment, but there is already a judgment going on. Jesus said in John chapter 3, diba? For God so loved the world, He gave His only Son. Whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have will have eternal life. And then he talks about judgment. He who does not believe in Jesus is already judged. You don't need, you don't need to appear before the God's final judgment to be judged. Even now, we already live under judgment because we keep saying no to the Lord. And that's why the Holy Spirit, the prophets, your, your pastors, uh, we keep preaching this kind of messages to remind us that you cannot say no. You cannot live a life of disobedience and expect that life will just go on. Because the further you move away from God, the more deformed your heart gets. You, you, you stop this beautiful work of God, uh, where, God is, you, you, uh, where God is forming your heart, right? When you turn to the Lord, a beautiful uh, work of God begins in us, right? The beautiful work of transformation, the beautiful work of revelation. I mean, all, all of these amazing things. God is working things in our lives. And God is saying, I'm slow to anger. You know, I have patience. If you, if you say yes to me, if you keep returning to me, then uh, we will continue this work. But if you don't, wow, there's going to be consequences with our decisions. Now, there's a fourth uh, revelation God has made, and this time God is saying that God is, uh, God is good, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the days of trouble, and He knows them who put the trust in Him. You see, the, this message was originally spoken to Judah. God is saying, Judah, you can trust me. You can trust in God. If you put your trust in the Lord, even if there is an enemy, if there are enemies surrounding you, when you put your trust in the Lord, you, can, you will find rest and security. You will find hope in Him because the Lord is good. He is dependable. He can see you through in this life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Let's give some praise to the Lord. Come on. 
Oh, the Lord is good, right? The Lord is good. But, but you see, there once, when you read the, the story of Judah, what an offer given to them. But you know that several uh, decades after the, this prophecy was made, Judah is also going to go. Nineveh, it only took 20 years after Nahum prophesied, and after that, they're, they're, they were gone. You, what happened? Babylonia and uh, another kingdom, the, the, uh, the, the, the Persians, the, the Medes, I'm sorry, the Medes, the Medo-Persia, the, the Medes, they banded together and they attacked Assyria and destroyed, they literally destroyed that kingdom. Alam nyo ba? It happened in around 600 BC. And for thousands of years, nobody heard of Nineveh again. Until uh, a century or uh, two centuries ago, uh, less than a century ago, uh, they discovered yung archaeology, they found yung Nineveh. I mean, it's completely ruined and destroyed. Now, that's just physical, ba? It's just physical, but 20 years after Nahum uh, gave that warning, they were gone. But Judah, sadly, they also did not turn to the Lord so that God could save them. And the exile happened. Babylonia also came and destroyed them. <laughs> Talaga, no? And that's why this God of judgment terrifies a lot of people because we see a lot of stories of how people ended. But you see, the, the, the doctrine of judgment is not like that. It is it's a terrifying doctrine, but it is actually good news. That's why there is a good news of the doctrine of judgment. Are you still with me? Right? Okay. So what is the good news? The good news is introduced to us by the third. Ito po. Uh, next one. A God who saves from judgment through judgment. He is a terrifying judge because he will make sure that sin is going to be punished. He's going to make sure that that happens. And yet, he's also the same God who saves people. But how does God save people who are under condemnation? How how does God save people who on their own could not save themselves? If no one, if the answer to the question, who can stand before God's judgment is a no, no one, who can stand under His wrath? And the answer is no one. And that leaves us all with no hope at all, right? And yet, this gospel of, the, of judgment, this good news about the judgment, presents to us a God who is the God of judgment, but at the same time, He is the God who, you know, He is the God who pours out judgment, but He is also a God who saves people from judgment through judgment. Oh, uh, do you remember uh, Noah, right? The Ark of Noah, right? The Ark of Noah. You remember uh, what killed the people during that time? They got drowned, right? Uh, there was flood, the first flood that happened. And all the people who were not inside the ark, they all drowned. You know, it was too late for them to be brought into the ark. They, they all drowned because the judgment of God came through the waters, through the flood, through the deludes, no? the deluvio. But what was it that buoyed the ark, no? that led them to 
another place of safety. What was it that saved Noah and his family who were inside the ark? Hello? What, 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 what is it that saved them? The, the ark, yeah, of course, they were inside the ark, but they needed to go to be moved to someplace else that was safe for them. The flood, right? It's the flood. That, now, are you following me, church? Are you following me? Now, l- listen carefully because you are just about to understand what the gospel is. This, uh, yung waters, waters po, which is a picture of judgment that killed the people. It was judgment. It killed them. It's also the very thing that buoyed up the ark, that kept them afloat for several days, that kept them safe. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are, are you, is there an aha already? Are, are you, are you, t- do you, do you, you know, are you beginning to see what saves us? You see, the Bible teaches us that we are saved only through judgment. No one is saved except through judgment. Nobody gets saved except they pass through the judgment. But who does this judging? Well, yesterday po, during, yesterday I was reading yung aking uh, King's Word, which I do every day. Uh, I was reading Isaiah, and in chapter 4 of Isaiah, verse 4, parang yun yung, yung birthday gift the Lord sa akin eh. Because he showed me something that made me really, ano, talagang celebrate and enjoy the Lord. Sabi niya, again, they're referring to the same period. Sabi ni, sabi ni Isaiah, The Lord will wash away the filth of the women of Zion. He will cleanse the bloodstains from Jerusalem. Then he talks about the instrument. I wish you are turning your Bibles. Ano. Oh, pero you can see it, right? Do you have it there? Okay. But you have to read the whole context, okay? So that you will really appreciate what God is saying. But he says, Ouna, he's going to wash away the filth. The unwashable filth. This dirt, the stains that cannot be washed. God says, I'm going to wash them. But how is he going to do it? Well, he says, by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. Spirit of judgment, spirit of fire. Fiery judgment. <laughs> oh my God. And, and you know where, do you know where this will take place? As a verse 15 of Nahum, it talks about someone, a messenger who will come and bring the gospel of peace. He will come and Tell people, you can now be restored to God. You who cannot on your own come to God. You who are hopeless on your own to make things right with God. You who live in trouble. You who are suffering the consequences of your decisions. There is now a way of peace towards God. But how is this peace going to be achieved? How is it going to be offered? Well, here is the answer. He says, by a spirit of judgment and a spirit of fire. And what is that? It's describing what happened to Jesus. You see, on the cross, the judgment of God fell on the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of that judgment that fell on Him, 
And because he was taking our place in that place of judgment, the judgment of God fell on him. He took the judgment for, for you, for me, for us all. He took it so that when we come to Christ, when we acknowledge what he has done for us, everything, all the sins we have done, all the condemnation, all of those guilt that we feel because of our sin can now be, I mean, they can be cured. They can be erased. They can be clean. The unwashable sin. That's why we sing that beautiful song. When I was young, we used to sing that song, What Can Wash Away My Sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, the blood of Christ in the Bible symbolizes judgment. It's this wrath of God that fell on Jesus. And as a result, blood got spilled. But it's through this judgment that He experienced on our behalf that can we can be restored to the Lord. Amen? So this, there are two things Paul, I want us to see from this message today. Please don't disregard judgment. Please don't think I can live however I want. For as long as I give God, you know, mga, mga tokens na hindi naman ako lumalayo sa kanya, no. The God of judgment or the, the, the doctrine of judgment calls us to really follow the Lord. And if there is a reason to be grateful to God, to, to surrender our whole lives to the Lord, if there's a reason to really serve Him and follow Him, to trust the Lord, I think it's because of, we have, of what He has done for us on the cross. Can you say amen to that? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the great big reason to really follow Him. So, I, I pray that God has open our eyes today about this amazing truth of God's judgment. I hope that you see that th- th- this, this uh, doctrine of judgment is really a doctrine that leads us to greater freedom. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I know I have gone over time, but uh, th- this is uh, really a good time to seek the Lord. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, our, our singers will come and because I want to Give each of you an opportunity. Kanina po, Pastor Raana, and now the message. Did you notice how the call, uh, the, they're so in agreement. Some, some of you here are really having trouble with your life. It's because you're out of God's will. You're not living in His will. And until you do not return to the Lord, until you make things right with God, it will not, nothing will change. The direction of your life will always be a direction that leads to more trouble in life. But today, wow, we could put an end to that. We could have a fresh start with the Lord. We can truly have a new beginning that we can have a fresh start with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, let, let's sing at least a verse of our song so that and I want you today to be thinking, Lord, I want to make right my relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus. Could you sing? Oh, Lord, you've searched me. Yes. You know my way. Oh, yes, Lord. Even when 
What a loving God He is. God brought you here because He wants you to hear this message. He wants us to know that life has no hope except we turn to Him who saves us from judgment through the judgment that He received and suffered on the cross. That last part of the song, He tore the veil. You know, that veil that separated the humans, those worshipers from God's presence, God tore that. And how did He do that? When did it happen? Well, the Bible says, it happened as Jesus shouted, it is finished. It is done. <laughs> the debt is paid. Oh. Satan's hold has been broken. The guilt it's now over. People who are living away from God can now be restored back to Him. Oh, and, and even better news is, you know, that could happen today. If you're here this morning and, you know, you, you know that you need to return to God, you need to make things right with God. As, as our singers, uh, as Nikki will lead us in that song again. I want you to step out of your seat and just come here and we will pray with you. Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. And He brought you here so that you could be made right with Him. If life is a mess, <laughs> Jesus says, I can give you peace. Just come to Him. Could, could we all stand and as we sing that song, if you need to make things right with the Lord, could you just, if you're at the balcony, same offer uh, to you. If you need to make things right with God, today is the day you can come to Him and receive Him as Lord and Savior over your life. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We'll wait for you. Anybody who wants to, that life would be restored back to the Lord. If you feel and you know, you realize you have not lived right with God. I mean, perhaps the pandemic has, has you know, has uh, resulted in an emotional withdrawal from the Lord or uh, your, your life is not right with Him. Today, let's, let's make things right with Him. And we invite you to come, okay? okay. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone? Anyone here? From the balcony, you could...
you could come down if today is the day for you to return to the Lord come come to him today hallelujah thank you Jesus Jesus. Praise God. Praise, praise the name of Jesus. Praise God. For some reason, I have this thought in my mind right now. There is someone here. You're really being tormented. You're, you're living torment. You have nightmares. Oh, and, and you know that those nightmares are, are caused by a troubled mind, a troubled heart. A life that is not lived with God. And there's a cure here. There is a way to break that nightmare. There's a way to, to stop those nightmares. <laughs> God can set you free. God wants you to be set free. Hallelujah. Oh, you, you come to Him. And the key is to return to the Lord. Come to the light. Because it's in the light that darkness is broken. It's in the light that the powers of darkness, the powers of sin gets broken. Only, only in His light. But that is broken. Please turn to Him. Don't, don't live a minute. Don't live a second in that kind of condition. 
Oh, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you're a God who is good. Oh, hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share your words, your life-giving words to your people. And Lord, to be able to deal with our church family and difficult doctrine. And yet, Lord, to see it in light of the beauty and the glory <laughs> and the freedom and the hope that comes with this, with this truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking that judgment on you, upon yourself. You became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. And Lord, we pray that your people would really embrace this amazing truth. That your people could live with peace and joy every day because they know that the judge is also their heavenly father. That the judge is also their Lord and their Savior. And because of what's accomplished on the cross, Lord, there is no need to fear. So, salamat Panginoon. Lord, I pray for peace for those who are made right with you. I pray that yung troubling work of the Holy Spirit could continue. Lord, on those who have not yet settled with you. Lord, so send us with your love. Send us with your grace today. And let us be couriers of the good news of the God who saved from judgment through judgment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. The service is over. If you are here and, you know, if, if you're that person I thought is here today and you want prayer, pwede po kayong lumapit dito.